You're listening to the Quince podcast. Nepal's Prime Minister KP Oli's anti-India pitch has turned the tables against him. From having the political support to redraw Nepal's map to include territories within India, Oli is now facing hostilities from senior members of the ruling Nepal Communist Party or NCP who are pressing for his resignation over his unfounded charges against India. The anti-India remarks and concern were made while addressing a meeting in Kathmandu on 28th June. PM Oli had accused Nepalese leaders and India of colluding in a conspiracy to topple him for publishing the country's new map that depicts Lipulik, Kalapani and Limpiadhura as part of Nepalese territory. He had alleged that there had been various kinds of activities in quote-unquote embassies and hotels to remove him from power. But this did not go down well with senior communist leaders like former Nepal Prime Minister Prachanda who hit back saying that PM Oli should resign on moral grounds for making such quote-unquote undiplomatic and non-political remarks. So how did PM Oli's anti-India stance backfire against him? For this podcast, we spoke to senior journalist Bharat Bhushan, a Nepali journalist based in Delhi, Akanksha Shah. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbari. A lot has changed in the otherwise friendly Indo-Nepal ties over the past month. It started with a border dispute at the tri-junction of Indo-Nepal-Tibet border region. India had been in effective possession of Lipulek, Kalapani and Limpiadhura for the last 60 years at least, until Nepal Prime Minister K.P. Oli claimed these territories as Nepal's own and vowed to reclaim them from India. And to that effect, with political backing from his government and even the opposition, the parliament passed the Constitutional Amendment Bill endorsing the three disputed areas as part of Nepalese territory. But things seem to have only gone downhill since. In terms of Indo-Nepal ties, the bilateral crisis appears to be stuck in a stalemate. There's also been some cross-border firing at Sitamari district in Bihar early in June that led to the death of one Indian citizen and injured two others. And as far as Oli's own position is concerned within Nepal, the map hasn't really been able to douse people's dissatisfaction over his governance. There have been citizen protests against his government over corruption and inefficiency in handling the pandemic. There's also been a new round of intra-party conflicts with senior leaders of Nepal Communist Party criticising his weak performance. And that's where Oli's remarks about India's alleged conspiracy to oust him comes from. So this is what exactly transpired. The ruling NCP government in Nepal, as we know, is a coalition between Oli's Communist Party of Nepal Unified Marxist-Leninist or UML and Prachanda's Communist Party of Nepal Maoists, where both leaders share powers. Both are currently chairpersons of the NCP and were supposed to take turns in being prime ministers until Prachanda agreed to let Oli continue for the five-year term six months ago. And that decision came reportedly after Oli assured Prachanda that he would be functioning as the party chief with all executive authority. But the power divide doesn't seem to have gone as expected. In a recent NCP meeting, Prachanda said that his decision was a mistake seeing that Oli wasn't performing well at all. Oli, in response, accused his opponents in the party of non-cooperation and he didn't stop at that. He said that they were trying to bring him down with India's help. 
and his anti-India remarks seemingly exacerbated an already existing chasm. Nepali journalist Akanksha Shah, who's based in Delhi, tells us more about what's been happening at the NCP meeting. On June 28th, this Sunday, Prime Minister K.P. Sharma Oli uh, made a very uh, significant uh, remark in a function in, in Kathmandu that uh, uh, India, along with some leaders in Nepal, are trying to dislodge his uh, government, uh, especially over the, um, the new map uh, issue. Now, this has been considered a very, uh, a very highly irresponsible statement by the Prime Minister, especially at a time when the Parliament is in session and the uh, Central Committee meeting of the Communist Party of Nepal is uh, take going on. Uh, since uh, he has spoken with uh, no evidence, this uh, matter has now been taken up by his party's standing committee uh, very, very seriously. The standing committee meeting has been on since uh, Wednesday last uh, week and it is still uh, continuing. Um, however, the uh, young leaders, uh, the, the second generation leaders of the Communist Party have asked the uh, leadership to maintain party unity by clearing all misunderstanding and, and distrust, which especially seems to be existing between um, uh, Mr. Oli and uh, Prachanda. But did the anti-India remark really widen the split between the two camps in the coalition? Senior journalist Bharat Bhushan says the current crisis is not of India's making. But you see, first of all, uh, the current crisis is not of India's making. Hmm. However, as I said, uh, since uh, Oli uh, realizes that anti-India Trump card, anti-India uh, card has a purchase with the population, all his internal troubles he's blaming on uh, India. This has nothing to do with India. In fact, in uh, the meeting that was held yesterday in Kathmandu of uh, the Nepal Communist Party Central Committee, uh, people told him that show us proof of uh, 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 you know your detractors being pro-India. And if you don't have proof, then you should resign. So this is uh, 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 a bogey that uh, uh, K.P. Oli Sharma has created. As for his getting uh, close to uh, China, I would say certainly his administration is closer to China than previous administrations. Uh, in fact, when he was to be removed earlier, it was after the intervention of the Chinese ambassador that others agreed uh, not to precipitate a crisis. So China is playing a role in the internal politics of uh, Nepal, but this is the kind of role that India also played earlier. But in the current crisis... It may suit India if Oli is removed, but there is no guarantee that whoever else will come in place of Oli, he would necessarily be pro-India in the sense that if you think they're going to undo the map uh, of Nepal and uh, uh, forget about their claims on uh, Lipur Lake, Limpaturia, uh, Kalapani, etc., I think that would be a, a big mistake. Three days after his allegation, party leaders, including three former prime ministers, had asked PM Oli to prove his allegations or quit on moral grounds. Prachanda reportedly told Oli that it was not India but him who had been seeking his resignation, both as party chair and prime minister. But how did Oli's move backfire against him? 
To begin with, PM Modi's anti-India stance goes back beyond this current attack. It's what brought him to power. But in all this, we can't ignore his power tussle with Prachanda, which may have more to do with the recent crisis than India. When the Nepalese civil war against the monarchy ended with a peace accord in 2006 with India's mediation, Prachanda had played a big role. The peace talks had ended with the signing of the comprehensive peace accord between Prime Minister Koirala and Prachanda. But Oli had been a long-standing critic of Prachanda's Maoist party. From rivalry, their relationship transitioned to coalition rule, but not without a past struggle. And Mr. Bhushan explains the history of the power dynamics between the two. He also explains how Oli ended up picking an anti-India pitch post the Madhesi blockade of 2015, when Nepal had accused India of imposing an undeclared blockade. He talks about how Oli encashed the resentment against India to win the 2017 elections in Nepal. No, they never got along initially when they were in different parties. Uh, Oli uh, was in the uh, Nepal Communist Party (UML) United Marxist Leninist, uh, and within that party, Oli was a bit of a monarchist mm-hmm. compared to Madhav Nepal and others. Prachanda uh, was leading an insurgency against the monarchy for the abolition of monarchy. And for making Nepal basically a republic, a secular federal republic, so they never saw eye to eye. One was a parliamentary party; the other one was a party which had weapons and wanted to seize power, power through weapons. Now, after the insurgency was brought to a close uh, through what was called a 12-point agreement facilitated by India, the agreement was between the parliamentary parties. And the Maoist insurgents. So the Maoist insurgents also came into multi-party democracy, and together all these parties then abolished monarchy, adopted a new constitution, and so on and so forth. Right. Then, uh, after the Indian blockade of uh, 2015, which I think was extremely ill-advised, uh, people in Nepal. Resented what India had done, and this resentment was cashed and cashed electorally by KP Oli. There were elections immediately, and he won an absolute majority. Now that resentment against uh, India was not only uh, it began not with the blockade, but with India trying to interfere in the constitution-making process of Nepal. Once Nepal had adopted, its parliament had adopted the new constitution. India was upset with certain clauses relating to the rights of people of Nepal's Tharai, who are, must have been of Indian origin at some point of time. Uh, they speak, uh, you know, languages which are also spoken across the border: Audi, mm-hmm. Magadi, Hindi, etc. Uh, but to tell a sovereign country after its parliament has passed its new constitution that you now amend it immediately was taken as an affront. And two, when India uh, Supported the blockade ostensibly, uh, ostensibly by the Madhesis of Tarai, but the Nepalese turned, uh, thinking Nepalese turned against India, and this, as I said, was encashed by Kohli, and he became prime minister. But even though Prachanda might be backing India now, his relationship with India hasn't exactly been rosy. Akanksha Shah points out that ironically, in the past, when Prachanda had to step down from the PM's position in 2009, he too had accused a foreign hand meddling in Nepal's politics, indicating India. Now uh, it is uh, clear that Mr. Prachanda is uh, uh, 
uh, is uh, f fully uh, behind uh, seeking resignation of uh, prime uh, prime minister but uh, in terms of his own uh, relationship with uh, india it has not been um, uh, very rosy uh, if we remember in may 2009 when he had to step down as the prime minister then he had said that it was a step step which was compelled at behest of foreign masters in his own words and um, uh, he had then faced very severe criticism over the then army chief uh, his attempt to th uh, overthrow the then uh, army chief rukmangat uh, katwal so his relationship with india has also uh, not been uh, totally um, uh, positive now oli was asked to resign earlier in april 2 and it doesn't really help his case that he's also currently in the minority in the 44 member standing committee of the ncp so will he be forced to resign now ms shah says oli is in a very difficult position um although today's uh, meeting uh, has um, ended uh, without uh, any concrete uh, decision uh, it is certain that uh, he is uh, headed to face very uh, difficult days ahead and although an immediate resignation from the prime minister might not be on the card and he might be looking for some alternative uh, ways to settle the party dispute and the allegations um, uh, the situation seems uh, to um, uh, be difficult for him but it is uh, very clear that uh, the uh, situation now facing oli government is uh, possibly not entirely due to the decisions taken on the map uh, issue but it is uh, uh, more on the uh, government's uh, inability where do the indo nepal ties stand in the middle of all this perhaps the ncp's decision will clear it up if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on apple google podcast spotify jio seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.